Hi and welcome to Dad Hacks. And before I say anything else, it's nice to say that. It's nice to say it, and I bet it's nice to nice. hear it. That's right. You missed us, didn't you? Uh, we know you did. We know we you did. guys did. Hey everybody, it's your favorite dads back to hack with you once more. To oh, share. Hey, Josh is here too. Aww. See, that just makes it sound like <laughs> there are two there. of you in your brain, and we all know you're going crazy. I, I do have a very split personality. I think we all understand that. <laughs> That's what being a dad to lots of kids will do to you folks. It will have you making little versions of yourself to keep you company in the cold nights as you're holding tiny puking children. Anyways, it's your favorite dad. And with that visual. <laughs> Josh and Dave, back to share with you the tips that we've picked up in the trenches. You know, uh, we were plugging along pretty well last fall with Dad Hacks, kind of... Uh, Happily sharing what we learned, building up a following. You guys were slowly starting to give us some feedback. Not that I'm criticizing at your, you know, eerie silence some weeks. And uh, then things just sort of fell off. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, I want to admit first and foremost that it's your fault, not ours. <laughs> we, we blame you entirely. If you guys every, would just email us once in a while, leave a few more comments on Facebook then clearly my job would not have, you know, drowned no, me no, in no, paperwork. No, 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 it's entirely, entirely our fault. And by our fault, I mean Dave's fault. And by Dave's fault, I really fault. mean my fault. So yeah. what we're doing is we're saying that we planned this, that hiatus was planned, and welcome to season two of Dad Hacks. Return uh, of the top. <laughs> or... Return of the Toddler Terrace, depending on, you know, uh, the day of the week. <laughs> and, and if you listen to season one. Yeah, if, which, again, is your healthy plug. Go listen to season one. <laughs> Go listen Tell to season one. Tell your friends, one. your family, the people on the street, <laughs> basically everybody. So here we are, and we're excited to, to be back talking with you again. Me, Dave, um, if you've listened at all to season one, you've also heard the random guy with the accent, Tristan. Will be around as well, the good Tristan and his overseas insight. And uh, we're just here to keep sharing what we learned with you all and uh, getting it from you all as well and and disseminating into the world. That being Dude, this said, is a G rated show. You can't talk about stuff like that. <laughs> that, does, that doesn't even make sense. Okay. All right. So um, you know, we've got lots of exciting things for you here in season two, and we think that we have a great show to start out. Uh, with tonight we're going to talk about restaurant hacks, your tips and tricks for surviving in the restaurant. If you have any kids whatsoever and you've ever taken to the restaurant, any restaurant, whether it's, you know, something, some cheap dive on the corner or up to, you know, your pretty fancy schmancy type place, you know that it can be a teensy bit stressful. Now, if you've only got one kid and you're that person whining in the corner about how hard it is to handle, like, your diminutive six-year-old on a Game Boy, then shut the hell up because I'm not talking <laughs> to you. But if you're like me with my four vagabonds of you know extroversion or Dave with his, I have to count every time now, one, it's, two, it's three, four, circus. five. You it's know, like five, right? It, it's a circus, yeah. Oh, my uh, God. Five, five kids, you know, most of them under the age of five. Yeah, it's, it's a nightmare, yeah. let's be honest. It, so if you're on either of our ends of the spectrum, then you need – to have a plan you gotta have a plan like this is this is warfare here you need to pick your battlefield you need to go prepared 
You need yep. to have preemptive strikes, all of these things. We're going to be using very martial terminology tonight. That's right. In your filing cabinet, next to your emergency exit plan and your tornado uh, shelter plan, you need your take your kids to the restaurant plan. It is that important. <laughs> it is that vital to your continued existence on this planet. And we're here to give you our plan, and it's up to you to decide whether that's, you know, um, a... Uh, I need some, I, you know, this is where I'm betraying my lack of knowledge here. It, it's up to you to decide. Did we win the Battle of the Bulge, Dave? Uh, uh, which one was that? The one in, damn it. Uh, no, that was Normandy, wasn't it? Okay, Normandy, sure. It's yes, up to that you was to decide if what we give you tonight is your win Normandy plan or if it's your, you know, Afghanistan 2004, this will only last a couple months plan. Like, <laughs> you take what we're giving you and make that determination on your own. All we're going to tell you is it works for us. So, but before we get there, you know, one of the other things that we're excited to talk about this season, uh, and I like that I keep calling it season to really legitimize it, is a new sort of sub-series we're going to be doing on Dad Hacks, and that's called Practical Dads. And in our Practical Dads series, we're, we're going to sort of take the time to get some really neat interviews in where we sit down with dads from uh, all walks of life and varieties and sort of hear about their own struggles and stories and how they're making it as working dads of, you know, different kinds, whether it's traditional, non-traditional, et cetera. And yeah, um, you know, we're, we have a goal where, and we've talked about this in previous episodes where we understand uh, that, that we are not um, by any stretch, a guru or an expert on this topic. While we do have some experiences that are useful, we, we understand that the most use uh, for all of us comes from the community of dads. And so this season we are reaching out uh, to those dads and, and doing interviews with them uh, that we hope will bring you guys some um, really legitimate content uh, that um, could benefit you in really practical ways. And that's why we're calling it the Practical Dads series. Exactly. Um, yeah, Josh, let me. I'm, I'm going to pitch the first guy because I'm so excited. Um, the The first interview is going to be a spectacular interview, uh, and I really hope you guys get the chance to listen through it. Um, we we actually I don't know how we we nailed it down. Uh, there's a musician who literally just completed uh, his first international tour. Um, his name. Uh, well, you know what? I'm I'm not going to release that yet. I'm going <laughs> to tease you guys a little bit. Uh, you'll want to listen to the interview. Um, but he is uh, he's been a musician for 20 years, and um, He's also been a loving father uh, for, let's see, his oldest, I think, was 14. Um, so he has figured out a way to juggle uh, a pro- professional music career and being a dad. And, and as we've, we've talked about in previous episodes, Props Josh and I have, have, have had dreams of being rock stars uh, for our entire lives. Uh, so it was a real treat uh, to be able to uh, interview uh, a man who, who is basically a rock star. Um, so anyway... Yeah, check check that out. Uh, that'll be uh, released shortly. Um, so you guys uh, really check check it out. He's he's a phenomenal person, uh, and and you guys are really going to get some some great insight from uh, from what he has to share. And I was not there for that interview, so I also am excited to hear it. But I'm sure that it was great uh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you've told me it was great, and I believe you. Which is probably the most awkward thing I'll say tonight, which is saying a lot. So yeah, you really you shouldn't trust me as, <laughs> at all. I, you shouldn't trust me as far as you could throw me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And that's a practical dad series. It's not 
a new podcast, lest you worry we're trying to diversify too much. Um, but it is one that we'll be adding to sort of the the Dad Hacks brand, as it were. Um, and we're excited to do so. So yeah, we're just we're just trying to bring you guys some some really quality practical content. Exactly. And, and we, we think you'll get a lot of use out of it. Yeah. So look look for that coming up soon. All right. So moving into the show now. As I mentioned, Amigo, we're going to talk about restaurant hacks tonight. So to bring you fully into the milieu, to the the vision of what we have in mind, allow us to bring you in to the restaurant. Hey, fella, fella, hey, hey, you with all the kids, with all the kids. Hey, uh, hey, w- welcome to Dad Hacks Barbecue. Thank you for reminding uh, me. I had clearly forgotten about all these children. How uh, do you forget about all them kids? Uh, w- welcome to Dad Hacks Barbecue. Uh, w- what can I get for you guys? Um, you know what? You know, before we do anything else, can I have a menu? Thank you. So, so let me look. Let me look. Ah, the kids menu. Beautiful, beautiful. Can I please get... Uh, what do you want? You want you want chicken strips, hamburger, chicken strips, hamburger, cheeseburger. What do you want? Chick- chicken strips, two chicken no, but, strips. Buddy, no, no, Wait, we're, we're, we're at it. Hold on, we added we added a chicken strips, buddy. Uh, you're killing you, me, you, small. Seriously, okay, all right. Uh, three burgers. Can I please get before we do anything else? Uh, three kids burgers, uh, with apples and water each, and um, a water for me and the missus. And if you can put those orders in right now then everybody's lives will go so much smoother, and we'll have our orders for you when you get back. My hand again. Yeah, no problem, buddy. No Thank problem. You. I got it. So three three burgers, three waters, uh, apple slices. You guys want the house sauce on the burgers? I, uh, is it like a it's special? The, it's the house sauce. It's special. special? It's, 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 special? It's, it's world famous. We're world famous Dad Hacks barbecue burger sauce. I don't know, Dad Hack. Like, I've listened to those guys on, you know what? Sure, fine. We'll take the special sauce. Okay, special sauce coming uh, up. Exciting. Exciting. Yo! Yo! Paulie, Paulie, order in. Order in. We got three burgers. Close to me. <laughs> I love your commitment there um, <laughs> to recognizing A, where I live, and B, uh, <laughs> Paulie in the back is really exciting right now. I, I wanted it to, you know, it really it needed to be. It. You I, sold I it. To. Come on. Uh, I commit. It's what I do. That was, that was prime A theater there. So, folks. That's my first hack for the evening, you know, is hopefully you've planned out where you're going fairly well. And when you get there, my biggest hack, as soon as you possibly can, order food for your kids in a restaurant. So much of what happens in terms of the stress that develops when you take your kids out to eat is in what Dave and I like to call the dead zone. And the dead zone lasts from when you sit your butt in a booth or at a table and someone gives you a menu to the point that food magically appears at your table, which can vary wildly, as you all know. Depending on the day and the time that you're at the restaurant or depending on the restaurant itself. Exactly. A lot of variation in the day. Exactly. Or some, you know, esoteric combination thereof. So your job as a dad is to find a way to navigate that dead zone, to survive that battle. You can do lots of things, and we're going to tell you about a couple things that work for us. But I think the very first thing you need to do is make a preemptive strike and get food coming for your children as soon as heavenly possible. 
All right. And I'm telling you, I spent many years working in restaurants, many, many, many waiting tables. And uh, as a waiter, as a server, I'm never going to get my panties in a twist putting an order in early for your kids because I know two things. I know that that will probably occupy them a little better, a little more. And two, that doing that will keep you as a happier, a happier customer. And that makes right. my life a little easier. Yeah, try, try to remember that, that waiters are going to try to ingratiate themselves to you. And frankly, if you can do something that's going to make it easier for them to navigate your big family, exactly. um, i.e. put your order in sooner, they're going to jump at it just because, number one, it makes their life easier. And number two, it gets them a big tip. Yeah, and So like it, it's win-win for everybody. It moves tables over faster, everything like that. Oh, yeah. So that's yep. my very first hack is to preemptively strike. But perhaps we should take a step back and think about if we're going to use this battlefield metaphor, metaphor choosing your battlefield wisely. Dave, yeah, do you want you to know, talk about that? Definitely. Listen, it, you know, you, you always look for in, in the offensive uh, or frankly, even the defensive scenario, you always want to look for the biggest advantage that you can give yourself on the battlefield. And there's a lot of ways that you can go about that. Um, so, so what does that mean in terms of, of restaurant hacks? Well, it means choose your restaurant wisely. Um, so I'm going to give you a whole spectrum of options um, within the restaurant world that will allow you to occupy your kids based on things that restaurants have inherently. Um, so on the lowest end, I mean, I think is, is obvious. Uh, Josh, I'm sure you go often, and I know that I go often to places like McDonald's. Um, and there's a reason for that. And the reason, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you do. Don't lie. Your All kids, right. you, they load up on chicken McNuggets. God, uh, I guarantee it. Every kid loves chicken McNuggets. What's up with that? That would be the crack. It's, it's like kid crack. I don't understand. No, it can't be because I don't like, I mean, I don't know anything about <laughs> I don't know anything about chicken nuggets. <laughs> I ain't never seen a chicken uh, nugget. I don't know. What does a chicken nugget look like? Where's the uh-huh. nugget on a chicken? Uh-huh. Uh, well, we don't. Let's not go there. Nobody <laughs> needs to know where the nugget comes from. Oh, God. Oh, gracious. Oh, but anyway, I mean, seriously, like. Censor. That's right. So McDonald's, um, it has it has a couple things going for it. The first, and, and one that we'll get into a little bit later, is that it offers your child a toy, and they love that. Um, so you're going to put them in a good mood, which is helpful. But the thing that will help you in terms of choosing your battlefield is that places like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A and, and some others um, have these areas that are like play places. Like, I think Burger King has some, too. But... What you do, I mean, it's so simple. Like, they're, they're fenced in, they're locked down. You go in there, and you immediately drop your kids off in that play area, and you let them go wild because that's, you know, that's what they can do in there, and that's fine. And then you go, and you order food for everybody peaceably without your children and not the headache. God, what a them, novel you know, concept. <laughs> exactly. Having your kids standing there at the counter tugging on your shirt, you know, the hem of your shirt, begging for ice cream and, you know, whatever – Instead of that, you can stand there and, and just enjoy your quiet time while you wait in line and then get up there and place your order and take your food and go sit down outside the play place. And when your kids get worn out enough, they're going to come looking for you because they're hungry. And when they come looking, you're going to have food for them. And it's brilliant <laughs> because if they sit down, you give them food, they eat a little bit, and then guess what? They go play again. And you get peace and quiet. 
And it's this beautiful little staycation in the middle of the McDonald's where, you know, you don't have to deal with your screaming children because they're trapped in this glass box full of things that they can scream at and climb on and fall off of. And it's the best thing. So, so that's option one. Choose your battlefield wisely for the cheap restaurants. So, But you say to me, well, what happens when you want to take like a family meal at a slightly nicer restaurant? They don't have play places. You're right. But you still have options. So how do you defeat the dead zone with fancier restaurants? Well, here's how. Um, a lot of fancier, not fancier, we'll say mid-level restaurants. So places like your Olive Gardens, your Macaroni Grills. I, I'm drawing a blank on others. I guess like Chili's and uh, Applebee's and those sort of mid-level type places. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, when you go, nowadays, virtually every single one of those places will have kids' menus and crayons. And those two things combine together to entertain your kids. Not forever. Like, it won't get you through the whole dead zone. I Ever. promise you that. But Never. we have a solution for that. Our, our, in our later segment, we will, we'll tell you how to handle the rest of the dead zone. But the good news is those crayons and that kid's menu will buy you a solid 10 minutes. So that'll get you through a chunk of the dead zone. And it doesn't cost you anything. It's inherent. It's built into the system. So, okay. Um, but let's say, let's say you want to do something a little bit more, we'll say family-oriented, upscale, and you really want to enjoy your meal, not separate from your kids while they're distracted, but kind of together. You have options there as well. Choose your battlefield in terms of the style of restaurant. So um, now those of you, those of you listeners who don't live in uh, metropolitan areas, this is going to be a little bit more difficult for you. Uh, and I apologize for that. There's not going to be as many options for you. But in the metropolitan areas, like where I, where I live in DFW, um, we, have, we have a couple of really great kind of kid-centric restaurant options that we use occasionally. They're, they can be a little pricey. Um, but they're worth it for that that family meal experience that isn't tainted by disastrously hyper angry children. Uh, the first is a cool restaurant, and look it up, man. You'll you'll love it once you've gone. It's really really neat. It's a place called the Magic Time Machine. And, I can't agree with this uh, assessment. It is definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely cool. Yeah, and it's I mean it's super like it's an experience for your kids and they'll love it. But it's actually pretty cool for parents too. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It doesn't sound like a restaurant. I know the Magic Time Machine. But let me let me try to give you let me try, let me do my best to give you um, uh, maybe a summation of what you'll experience at the Magic Time Machine. Um, you will walk in and you will see the most eclectic um, atmosphere you have ever seen in a restaurant in your entire life, and there's a perfectly good reason for it. The reason is that all of the waiters at the Magic Time Machine are in character. And they dress up and and um, kind of embody the character of someone from either a child show, a movie, uh, a game, you know, anything that is kind of, I guess, you know, that will be recognizable to your children. Um, so, like, the last time I went, uh, we saw, oh my gosh, who did we see? We saw uh, Luke Skywalker... Uh, we saw um, all of the Disney princesses, Cinderella. We saw um, uh, oh uh, King Julian, the the uh, lemur from the King Julian television show. And just to show how, show how much of a nerd I am, I'm like, there's never been a King Julian in Great Britain. No, no, not that one. The good one. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Oh. Oh, and like, uh, I mean, like, even like Jack Sparrow was one of them. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, so really cool, recognizable characters. And now here's the really great thing. So they're in character, which is way cool. So it's like a performance with your meal. So that's pretty awesome. Uh-huh, uh, but uh-huh, then on uh-huh. top of that, um, what they do is they give your kids a menu. But that menu is also an autograph book. Okay. And so, right. like, if they if you want to, like, during your meal, these characters are going to be wandering around and your kids are going to see them. And they can get their attention and get them to come over and sign an autograph in their autograph book. Nice. Or later in the meal, when they start to get bored and you want, you know, some adult time conversation with whoever you're there with, send your kids out to run amok among the restaurant looking for all their favorite characters to get their autographs. Just, and it's like all of the families do. I mean, it's totally acceptable for practice to do people. that. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's it's super, super, super great restaurant. Um, and so, uh, another one, I've kind of prattled on about Magic Time Machine, but I, I really love it. They're paying it. It you, a great aren't they? Experience. Uh, no, I wish they were. Uh, Magic Time Machine, if you're listening, we would love you to sponsor our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, no, we're and, serious. And that would be great. Give us vouchers to eat at your restaurant. Please, really in like the name of God. <laughs> For the, the love of all that's good. If only um, we had shame. <laughs> we have none. We have none. None whatsoever. Um, but another one too. Um, there's a place in San Antonio, um, and Greatest all of you who've been to San Antonio, it is great. I love San Antonio. My I hometown, all the time. Well, one of them. There was a restaurant there called uh, Momax Backyard Malts and Burgers, and Momax is spelled M-O-M-A-K-S. Um, if you're going to San Antonio and you have a lot of kids, trust me when I say you want to go check this place out. Um, first of all. Their food was really good. It's top notch. Um, it was like, I mean, it was kind of like like burgers, fries, you know, sandwiches. I think they even had a few like like you know chicken and salad and and even some barbecue options. Um, so, but their food was was really tasty. Um, they had a full and broad selection of adult beverages, which was spectacular. And when you when you gasp and go adult beverages at a family what? restaurant, what are you thinking? Wait a minute, let me tell you how that works. So. <laughs> Oh no, you're gonna love this. This is this is great. Okay, so Momax basically is kind of a restaurant that surrounds um, this fully enclosed, fenced-in playground Taj Mahal. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. you're, I'm talking like like half a football field and this massive play area with tree houses and things you can climb on. And like, I mean, if you think of it, it's there, man. It's spectacular. Um, and your kids will go bonkers for their their big, cool, epic play area. Um, so what you do, kind of like the McDonald's, you go and you drop your kids off in a play area and you let them run amok and get as crazy as they want to. And then you and go, you, go you see order a movie. your food. <laughs> That's right. You just leave. Like, don't even go see a movie. Just drive away quickly um, before they see you. And no, uh, don't do that. Don't leave your kids. That's terrible. Don't abandon your children. We love them. Um, <laughs> go order your food. You know, get your burger, get your fries. Make you know, good get parenting your, choices. <laughs> make good parenting choices. You know, get get your adult beverage if you if you choose to imbibe, or you know, your non-adult beverage if you don't. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then and then you go out to the area that surrounds their big play area, and you find you a table, and you sit at it, and and just like at the McDonald's, you wait. And your kids eventually are going to get tired, and they're going to get hungry, and they're going to come find you. And when they do, you'll have food for them. And they'll eat a little bit, and then they'll go play again. And you can have all of this peaceable time and your adult beverage all to your lonesome while your kids are out having the time of their lives. Um, So, yes, pick your battleground. The restaurant choice is in your hands, and you can give yourself an advantage as a parent in the restaurant hack world by choosing your battleground wisely. Nice, nice. 
Very nice. All right. I like that. I do. And, of course, you know, when we talked about this before the show, I mentioned Momax to Josh, who is from San Antonio, and he was like, I've never been there. What is this place? What is this magical place you speak of? So so Josh is going to have to be among you who need to go check it out. Exactly. Next time I go visit family, next time I go home, we'll have to go. God only knows when that will be, but it will happen, Momax. So when I come, if you want to offer me, like, a free meal in return for more plugging, you know, keep me in mind. That's right, Momax. If you guys are listening, <laughs> we would like vouchers. And the to magic eat time machine place. folks are like those those bastards. What are they doing? <laughs> Two timing, no good. <laughs> so okay, um, all right, moving on. I'm, I'm too too busy imagining these these conversations with various corporations, restaurant corporations, to move ahead. But okay, so now you've picked your battlefield. Now you've uh, gotten your preemptive strike in, and now you have to dig in for your trench warfare, right? And I, I come back to that trench metaphor a lot for dad hacks because being a dad is being in the trench. Um, and and day in and day out doing what you have to do to move your front lines forward in the never-ending battle that is raising children. <laughs> and we, we, we might be abusing the battlefield metaphor. No, I'm going to take it all the way through. <laughs> so your, your next step is um, definitely, definitely, sorry, I could, it, full omission, my basketball team is in overtime, and I had to check the score. <laughs> um Oh, that's amazing. I was going to edit this pause out, but no, this is staying in. The world so, needs to know. Full admission, my addiction, they're coming through. Um, the next step is getting through the dead zone because there's still going to be a little bit of one, even if you preemptively order your food. So there's lots of things you can do. And, you know, you can um, always pack toys, pack games. There are lots and lots of travel games now. As your kids get older, there's a lovely like travel scrabble. So if you really want to embrace your nerd dome like I do, you can take that and play that with your kids and um, teach them naughty words. Or if words. you're normal like the rest Aww. of us and your kids don't do things that are intellectual or cerebral like scrabble. Thanks for that. So, I mean, you could, you can, and we'll sort of go back and forth on this one because, you know, one of the things that I will normally do and katie does a lot but i I am learning to do i should say is you know let your kids play um and let them play within the constraints of the table so whether it's you have a special game or special toy that you only let them play with at the restaurant as long as they're quote-unquote good you know not jumping on things or running jumping climbing trees whatever it is um taking over the hostess desk like it's a you know one like a <laughs> capture the flag scenario. As long as they're not doing that nonsense, you let them play with the Ninja Turtles or whatever, then that's a great plan. Or you can make use of your surroundings to you know dig the warfare in deeper. You can um, let your kids actually play with the sugar packets or the jelly boxes or all those things and build towers. And just as long as they're not throwing them at you know old Bluebeards next door, then you're probably doing fine. <laughs> Um, and frankly, the the Bluebeards next door probably have grandkids and might not even be that upset by it. I'm going to be honest. I, I really thought you were going to say deserve it. And I was like, what did they do? They didn't deserve anything. Oh, no, man. What um, do you think of me? <laughs> it probably says more about <laughs> what I think. Um, anyways, one thing that I'll say, and this is, you know, 
I think, a, a real true hack that will uh, it'll throw your enemies for a loop. And yes, I'm calling your children the enemy here, is speaking of fast food places, when you go through the drive and you get all those joyful Happy Meals or whatever we're contractually obligated to call them when you get them from Wendy's or Sonic or wherever, um, they always come with toys. All those damn toys and like build this and draw on that and color this. And the, I mean, telling you, my the van is like a, a graveyard of children's toys <laughs> right. from McDonald's and, when- and Wendy's. When you have, you know, five kids, all of whom appreciate the toys from McDonald's, Sonic, Burger King, etc., my trash can is full of those toys. Okay, so great. Case in point. So what do you do with those toys, Dave, when you get them? Uh, well, they get them for, uh, you know, the time it takes for me to get to up get from home. the table and throw it Our in the system. trash can. Exactly. Okay. Often at the restaurant if I can do it without them seeing. Or what you can do is save those. Don't take them out of the package. Give your kids the food. You hold on, because they need to be focusing on eating anyways right then. You hold on to those things. Put them in a special bag, like a backpack or a canvas bag or whatever. Keep them. And the next time you go to the restaurant, you take that bag with you. And when you are sitting down in a restaurant, when you are fully in the dead zone and you see the wild eyes start to happen and they start standing up in the damn booths, then... You're like, sit your butt down, and you can have one of these. And they've got things to play with. It's, it's, you're calling in air support right there. That is, <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's the napalm over the Vietnamese jungle. That exactly. When you bust out the one, the big move, Matt, the make canvas it work bag for full you. Of, make yeah. it work for you. Um, and I think that that will. I think that that will make it work for you. So, I like it, man. That's a good. I may have to start using that. I, yeah. I, I never even really thought about you know saving those up for a rainy day, but man, that's, that's because that's we smart. just look at them and we're like, "Well, wow, this is just useless." That's all this yeah. is. This is useless. <laughs> it really is. You know, when we were kids, those things were like like awesome. They were like die cast. You know, really a cool hardcore toys. They were definitely nowadays, cooler. It's just plastic crap, is what it is. It's just a pile of plastic crap. I don't. Uh, the world is changing. Yeah. Josh, it's some, changing. Dave, some people just want to watch the world burn, and those yeah. are primarily the people who make crappy kids' toys. There it is. There it is. So, <laughs> so freaking LeBron James. <laughs> wait, no, wait, it went fine. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Anyways, I mean, Dave, what do you have to tell me about next? Head in the game. Head in the game. You're throwing it to me so you can watch the bloody game. No. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, lucky for you, I can actually expound on this topic because there are a couple of other things that you can do in the dead zone um, to to kind of keep your kids in line. I'm not going to suggest, I'm not crazy enough to suggest that you can keep your kids from getting full on crazy. Like sometimes the best laid yeah, plans, that's a lot of work. you know, exactly. Like your kids are going to, going to, you know, they're going to lose it, but they're, they're, you know, you kind of have to change your approach and your attitude a little bit, but we'll talk about changing the approach now. So this is when you're on the ground and you've your your sidearm is empty. Your your primary is empty. You've thrown all your grenades. You're <laughs> you're just nothing with your bare bloodied knuckles. And and here they come, you know, uh, storming out of the jungle. And you suddenly have to use what resources there are available to you. Uh-huh, and this uh-huh. is where you get clever. So what what can you do in the restaurant dead zone? You have uh, options. So. 
Well, and, and here you have options that are based on things that you can find resourcefully in virtually every restaurant. So let me start. The, the first, um, your goal is to keep your kids entertained. And one of the best ways to do that is to use a game. But what, I mean, there's no game boards. You're not carrying a board game around with you. What do you do? Okay, so silverware. Well, you, well, yes, there, I'm sure there are people who carry board games around with them. <clears throat> pockets, pocket scrabble. <clears throat> I'm, oh, there was something in my throat there. I didn't, I'm glad I got it out. Oh, you're a peep. <laughs> um, no, but the you know normal folks that don't have cerebral children, um, we don't carry board games around with us. What what we do have though at every restaurant is silverware. So what you can do, hopefully, yeah, hopefully that's right. Depending on your restaurant, I suppose. Um, take your silverware, specifically your butter knives. Take four of them and lay them out in a grid. Now, the, virtually every restaurant also has um, sugar packets. And they almost always have two different kinds of sugar packets because some people don't like real sugar and some people don't like aspartame. And so you got a pink one and a blue one. Uh-huh. Well, that's <laughs> – laugh if you want. Um, I guess I mean, you could dude, play – Well, so what, what I'm setting up for you, if you haven't already guessed, is tic-tac-toe. You have just created a grid – and you have an X as a pink sugar packet and an O as a blue sugar packet. Those are reversible, um, however you want to define the rules of your game, or ketchup packets or whatever you want to use, frankly, I mean, uh, or pieces of paper. It doesn't matter. You, you have resources available to you to set up a game that will entertain your kids for a brief amount of time, a few minutes at the, at the very least. Um, okay, so that's great. We've solved that. What else do you do? What else can you do? Um, you have other options. One of the things that you can do with resources that you find in virtually every restaurant, and in fact, I'm, I'm scratching my head. I can't think of a restaurant that doesn't have these two components. You only need two components to play this game. Um, you need straws, at least two of them, and a napkin. That's it. And, and you can even get away without the napkin if you're clever. Um, but what you do is you put a kid on either side of the table, and you put the napkin in the middle, and you give both kids a straw. And what you do is you play anti-tug-of-war. And what that means is that you try to blow the napkin off the table on your opponent's side. This will keep your kids engaged for lengthy stretches of time in the dead zone. Because they, if your kids are like mine and they're competitive, it could even engage them longer um, through, through the meal, even if you're lucky. Um, but the cool thing about this game, too, is that um, when uh, the object gets further away from uh, a kid, it becomes harder no matter your lung capacity, so even if you're a bigger kid, to blow the thing off um, and becomes easier for the kid on that side to blow it back to the middle. So even if your kids are like different ages, you know, and you got like one 10-year-old like me and one 4-year-old, they can both be competitive in this game. Like it's not going to be, you know, a blowout where your older kid's winning every time and your younger kid's pitching a huge fit about losing every time. Um, so the anti-tug of war with straws is a great game possibility. Um, I like it. Yeah, it's great, and it doesn't require a whole lot of planning. You can just use what you have available to you. Um, But if you have a little bit of foresight, you can do some things uh, that may hold their attention for even longer. Let's say, uh, well, this one, I guess, will require you to be a bit more resourceful on your own. But one thing that uh, my dad used to do for me, or for me, for us as a family when I was a kid, uh, he would carry around uh, just a notebook and, and a pen. Like, that was something that he, he did for himself, that he always had something to write on. Um, but that came really in handy at restaurants when you're in the dead zone and you know it's going to be a long time before your food gets there and suddenly the natives are getting restless and you think it's you know about to get crazy 
my dad would bust out his notebook and pen, and we would play Hangman. So, like, Hangman's a great game, too, because, you know, it doesn't matter what your what your intellect level is, mm-hmm. because all you're doing is guessing letters, you know, and even little kids can guess letters, even if they can't read, you know, so they can participate and they can be a part of the game. So it's great in that regard. Everybody kind of enjoys it, and it's a really engaging game, especially if you can get the kids to start get into it, and a lot of times they will, kind of on their own. Now, what do you do if you have zero resources? You are fully bare bones, you know, you lost the shirt on your back, you have nothing. Nothing whatsoever in terms of tangible resources to entertain your kids in the dead zone. What can you do then? Well, you are not without hope, my friend. You still have um, your brain. So I'm going to tell a quick anecdote to give you guys an idea of something that we did recently. Um, My folks were in town, and we took the whole family over to this this great little burger joint just up the road. And uh, it was, I guess it was kind of a high, like a high traffic time. And so it was a pretty profound wait between ordering and getting your food. Dead zone was pretty sizable. Uh Um, uh But my my clever dad... um, I guess, you know, having his own experiences and dad hacks, I suppose, um, huh. just started off with his grandkids and said, you know, without any preempting, I am thinking of an animal. You can ask me yes or no questions to figure it out. And then he would go around the table and every single person would get a chance to ask a yes or no question. So, and he, then so of, he, he played, he basically played like 27,000 questions. Yeah, like 20 questions without a limit, so limitless nice. questions. But but the cool thing is that, again, everybody can participate, no uh-huh. matter the age range, because the question can be ridiculous. In fact, our four-year-old was asking some of the dumbest questions I've ever heard, but it was hilarious, <laughs> and everybody was getting a big laugh out of it. Dude, he's, uh, and, he's and he felt... Well, he felt like he was involved, and that was the best part. Oh, but the yeah. cool thing is, so you work around, and eventually somebody guesses it. So there's enough information revealed that somebody guesses the animal. Well, then they get to choose the next thing and category, and the game continues. And what was great about that, it, it didn't just fill up the dead zone. We ended up playing that game for the whole meal. Um, and, huh. and what's even funnier, um, every time we've gone back there, my kids remember playing it, and they ask to play that game again. So like, if you want like, something that will really engage your kids, that's a good one. Um, I like so it. You are never without resources in the dead zone. Remember that. This uh, is use, true. use your noggin. Use your noggin. Well, and at some point, food comes. That's the thing to remember is that, you know, it's not that weight is typically not infinite. And at some point, food shows up. Now here's, and and here, food, it, f- food is the band aid that covers all ills when it comes course. to cranky you know, kids. kids it, it won't always work but again if your kids are anything like mine then it'll definitely work at least for a little while and if you eat equally fast and you get done you just drag them out of there in a hurry i mean don't don't plan on lying around enjoying a meal for any length of time like no, no. your job is to eat and not have to do the cleaning up yourself or the that's, right. that's the goal here <laughs> that's that's what, that's what restaurants are for it's not about an enjoyable meal as a parent no no <laughs> so at some point the food will come and, the, you know, the last thing I really want to say is, and this is admittedly not a hack, if it, uh, maybe as much as it's a sort of, you know, zen hack as, as much as anything else, is dads, just calm down. You know, one of the things that I struggle with when I go to the restaurants with my kids is I freak out. You know, I get worked up really easy, like they're climbing on the tables and they're, you know, going over the back of the booth and they're talking to people in the name of God, why would they talk to people? Um, <laughs> part of that's my own natural introversion. 
And, you know, part of that's just me getting worked up. And it's important to remember that this is part of their social growth, is going out to eat, seeing how people interact, seeing what's appropriate, what's not, and learning what to do. And they yeah, take their cues from you. L- let me throw this out there, too. Um, you, yes, in public, you are occasionally, as a parent, going to run into an absolute curmudgeon that anything that your children do is going to make them angry. Um, don't worry about that, dude, that, or, or lady. Those people, they just, they're kind of like the guys who make the toys in the Happy Meals. They just want to see the world burn. Yeah. For the most part, <laughs> the people in the world recognize um, what you have to deal with as a parent and they don't mind. They don't care. In fact, True sometimes story. they'll even jump in if they're a parent themselves. You know, I look for opportunities to help out with parents who are who are overwhelmed in public, um, and, and sometimes it's well received, and sometimes it isn't. But uh, what I'm saying is that don't don't let your own social anxiety about how people are going to perceive your parenting or your children um, skew the moment that you have with your children. That's that's more important. Like, take it in, you know. Enjoy the yep. time you have with your kids. Quit sweating, you know, what old old crotchety curmudgeon's going to say when your kids jump up and start blowing spit wads. Like, who cares, you know? Have fun. And I'll tell you what. I, it, it will happen once in a blue moon. But in six years with four kids over that time period, it's maybe happened once. And I'm not even sure that's maybe once or twice. But I'll, more often than I expect. People tell me that my kids are behaved or that, you know, they, they see that Katie and I are trying and we're working with them. People are like, you know, you're doing such a good job with your gaggle of children, et cetera, et cetera. And you just do you and calm down. Let yes. your kids enjoy it. Let you enjoy it. And it will it will make it better and we'll get totally. it better. Actually, though, one other one other quick caveat to that point that I think is important, um, especially Josh and I both former uh, wait staff, uh, so we do have some experience with this. Um, one thing that your kids will do at a restaurant is destroy the place. They'll make a big oh, yeah. mess. And, oh, yeah. and listen, not, not to say that there's anything wrong with that. Like, that's what kids do, and waiters are used to that. But don't let that be the normal or okay or part of your expectation of the restaurant. If your kids destroy the place, at least have the wherewithal to look at your waiter in the eye and say, man, I am sorry that my kids have done this. And at least at that point, and as a waiter, like I, I, kids, kids make messes. We know that it's, it's okay. It's part of what we dealt with, but to have a parent look at me and say, man, I'm really sorry about this. Even if they didn't do anything to try and help, you know, clean it up or mitigate it. And I understand. I say, yeah, thanks man. Don't worry about it. No big deal. Yeah. So you do one of two things in that instance, and this is not a hack. This is, this is my admonition. This is my instruction to you, dad. One of two things you either, apologize and do what you can do to sort of clean it up, you know, or at least get the bulk of it, or you leave an appropriate tip. You want to be a good person. You want to be a good dad and show your kids how to model appropriate behavior. That is what you should do. If you're asking me, I think it's worth it. (laughs) If you've heaped some extra work on your waiter, pay them accordingly. And don't give me nonsense about that being their job. Their job is to come to you. You tell them what food you want. They go bring that food to you. And do their best to make it as smooth as possible. And keep your drink refilled. And to keep Waiters. your drink refilled. <laughs> Waiters, are you listening? Don't let it get below half. 
10 years ago when I told, 11 years ago, 12 years ago, however long it was, when I told Dave that I had got a job waiting tables at a restaurant he had waited at, I was like, what's your advice? I just keep people's drink filled up. That's it. And then I went on to wait tables for years. Yep. (laughs) And to be fair, it's essentially true. If you do that, you will go far in life. Um, That's what we should do, you know, Dave, when we run out of dad hacks, we should just you know, shut <laughs> go, this down and start restaurant. Go into like, waiter hacks. Yeah, we could just do talk that, about actually. that. We could start that podcast. <laughs> God, it's been five years and I still have plenty of stories. So, <laughs> all right. And so that's our restaurant hacks episode for the week. And we're excited to start out season two with that. Um, in addition, now that there's a nice pause there, Dave can come back and tidy up later. Don't know what I'm talking about. That's the magic of editing. Bam. Boom. You're welcome. Um, Magical. You know, we want to mention a couple of things in tying up here. Um, first of all, Dave, we'd like to give a shout out, wouldn't we, to some, to a to a friend of ours, a friend of yours, a friend of yeah. I'm pretty sure I've uh, met him once or twice. We're we're trying to turn over a new leaf in season two, and we're trying a successful to successful leaf. That's right. <laughs> we are we are striving for success. Uh, we're trying to to kind of broaden our network a little bit, and so we are reaching out to other podcasters. Um, one of which is a very close friend of mine, um, and so I, I just uh, want to take a little bit of time and let you guys know he has put together uh, an absolutely spectacular podcast um, that that could be really great uh, for you guys um, to fill the the void of space when you're not listening to Dad Hacks. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about him. Jared Jared uh, McGee is his name, um, and he Jared is, Jared McGee. That's an excellent yes, name, like James James Bond. Oh, no, it's Bond, James Bond, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Anyway. First name Bond, middle yeah, Jer- name James, last name Bond. <laughs> Jared I. McGee um, is an author, um, and he Jared has been interested in stories his entire life. Uh, the first stories he knew were tales told on the front porch of his grandparents' house in rural Mississippi uh, and in rural Arkansas, and he grew up uh, in Arkansas, uh, where he earned um, degrees in English and history, uh, taught English literature, composition, uh, rhetoric courses for several different universities for over a decade uh, before relocating uh, to the wilds of northern Michigan, where he now teaches, uh, writes, and produces uh, and, and builds all things prose, um, which uh, leads to uh, his, his podcast. You know, uh, he, I think he'd really like to journey together with you guys through innumerable worlds of fiction with his podcast prose it's a weekly podcast series that offers up short stories of all genres and subject matters um if you like fiction of all sorts with the occasional bit of poetry uh, or verse thrown in for good measure uh, join him on his adventures through the labyrinths of the human psyche and the infinite spaces of the imagination uh go check it out um Prose Podcast. Uh, it's the the best way you can access it is at www.prosepodcast.com. That's P-R-O-S-E podcast.com. Uh, and, and then of course go and, and follow him on uh, Twitter and Facebook as well with uh, at Prose Podcast. And you know I'm uh, I'm actually at that that website right now and it is pretty snazzy and well put together uh a bit jealous actually we should get a website um, <laughs> we, I, might, I might have I, to recruit him to, to put our website together <laughs> i will point out that uh uh two quick things uh one much of your boilerplate sounds very familiar so if you missed any of the interesting information dave just told you about jared you can rehash it there and two it turns out that he has relocated 
to northern Massachusetts, not Michigan, Dave. <laughs> Did I say Michigan? People oh. will be looking for him in the wilds of Michigan and all that My snow, and they will never find him, which not may Michigan. be his no, plan. No, no. He's just outside of Boston. <laughs> Boston, Boston, Michigan. Boston, Boston, you know, my Michigan. My favorite thing about Michigan is that I can't keep Michigan and Wisconsin straight. And so <laughs> in my mind, it's Michiconson. Uh, and I had a friend I, in medical school that I keep telling her she's from Michiconson. And she seems to think it's funny, but I'm pretty sure one of these days she's just going to beat me to death of the globe. But so, I, I just got to warn you, I'm pretty sure that there's some of our listeners that are actually from Michigan and die hard about it. Well, so I hope that they are. For you guys, I apologize. I know where Michigan is. Hey, and I, I love Michigan. I hope that they are fervently enjoying whatever freakish winter <laughs> they're having in Michigan right now. Well, it's not freakish for them. This is this is just normal old winter. Look, I don't, I don't care whether they think it's freakish or not, all right? Just like the heat that we get in Texas is freakish, whether it's burned into your brain or not, the same well, is true. I don't care who you are how long you've lived here. 120 degrees is always freakish. It is not okay. Never okay. It is not never okay. okay. <laughs> and with that joyful declaration of meteorological uh, extravaganza, we are going to leave you all. Thanks once again for listening. Remember, if you have any thoughts that you want to share with us about the podcast, reach out to us uh, at the many, many, many ways that we have told you before and you have utterly failed to take advantage of. <laughs> We're at dadhackspodcast at gmail.com where you can drop us a line. You can also find us at dadhacks on Facebook where the uh, happy little yellow picture with mine and Dave's name. You can look for us on Twitter, um, dadhackspodcast. We're also in iTunes and Google Play and a couple other places as well that I probably don't even know about anymore. But go out there, <laughs> look for us, send us an email, tell us what you're thinking about. We will do our damnedest to get back to you in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, folks, we, we would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, we, we repeat it every week, but we really mean it. Um, dad Hacks is not just what we have to share. It's a community of dads uh, the world around, uh, literally. Um, and your stories are the content that will make Dad Hacks uh, explode it's, and make it spectacular. Absolutely. Um, even if you're not a dad, even if you're a mom, or a granddad, or a grandmother, or a step-parent, or a guardian, or just a foster parent, definitely if you're a foster parent, um, or if you're in the process of adoption, or if you're thinking about having a kid, or if you have a dad, uh, or if you know someone who has a dad, any of those people, your input would really be great for our show, and we would love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. And with that, we leave you. Remember, dads, keep on hacking, and we'll talk to you soon. Hack it up, fellas. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>